0: Welcome to episode 94 of the Take Back Your Territory podcast. My name is Coach Lindsay. Um, if you are joining me live on the Facebook Live, welcome. Today, this is um, kind of a part two of the holiday recovery. Um, as I said in the live and in my previous podcast, I've received about 12 messages from 12 different people um, in the last 48 hours asking for help with emotional and binge eating. Thanksgiving has, I guess, opened the door to things. Um, And so because I'm not um, sitting down, I'm not starting group coaching, I'm not doing group coaching right now, that will begin in January. I don't want to say, wait, hold it. Um, I can't help you. Um, So that's why I'm going to do these lives and record some podcasts when I feel prompted to do it. So, a little bit of this is going to be review, um, but I added a few more things for you to actually create an action plan to recover from Thanksgiving um, and to kind of set up a plan over the next five weeks between now, Christmas, New Year's. Um, It's on an average, this holiday season, people will gain an average of eight pounds, So anywhere between seven to 10 pounds, but an average of eight. And that's people who don't necessarily have an emotional or a binge eating problem. They're just people that are overeating. Um, But if you are an emotional eater, if you are a binge eater, this time of year is kind of the scariest because it's the time of year when all of our feelings when all of our emotions are coming up, they're coming out, we're, we're, face to to deal with um maybe family members that we really don't want to deal with we get into really hard conversations you know tempers are flaring people are drinking more um maybe money is tight and then let's go ahead and add a pandemic a pandemic a pandemic onto this maybe people are losing your jobs maybe you have covid like one plus one is two and and um if the holidays exacerbated your emotional eating, you know, throwing whatever else is going on on the planet in here with it is just going to make it even worse. So one of the biggest things that I want everyone to realize is that shame will only keep you moving backwards. It will only keep you looking at the past, it will only keeping keep you ruminating and kind of meditating on what was and what you should have done to change it. And Um, the brain likes to come to a conclusion. It likes to always have conclusion. Um, This is what I did, and this is why I did it, and this is how I'm not going to do it next time. But in order for us to kind of process through things, we need safety, permission, and information. And maybe you are in a place where you don't have any of those three things, or maybe you just have the information. Maybe you know what you need to do, but you don't have safety and permission to get there. Um, as a coach, um, I'm a binge eating and recovery coach, a master coach in holistic health, a master life coach, a health and wellness coach, certified through primal revelation. Wellness. Like I have all of these things, um, all of this knowledge, all of this information, and none of that information ever set me up for success until I had safety and permission to be able to, um, kind of come out of my emotions and create healthier coping mechanisms. Cause here's the thing, you still have to have a coping mechanism. You just have to make a healthy one. Emotional eating is a coping mechanism. It's a coping strategy. Um, but it is also something that is done in the moment. It is caught. It is taught. Um, and if everyone around you is doing it, then I guess I will get to do it too. But you are the one that has to deal with the consequences. You are the one that has to be in the body. You are the one that has to deal with, um, you know, the inflammation and the weight gain and the shame and the condemnation. And because emotional eating is so complex. It's so complex. But at the end of the day, it boils down to just a few things. Fear, um, kind of not given permission to feel your emotions and not giving you the information that emotional hunger and physical hunger are two completely separate things. What diet culture and what the world likes to teach us is that your answer to your emotional eating must be a diet. You're just not eating the right way. You just don't have enough self-will. You just don't have enough willpower. You just don't have enough self-control. The world and diet culture tells you your lack. It tells you, um, you need my product in order to fill that lack. And when we go and we buy these products, when we sign up for these diet things, when we start putting our food into little colored boxes, when we um, are counting points and counting calories, that is a type of regulation that is, you know, restriction and, and hard lines and boundaries. And we can often move into pass or fail. We can often move into perfectionism and shame. We can often move into pride and shame. There's no balance that comes. We're not being taught balance. We're also being taught that your emotional issue is fixed with food, and all it's doing is reinforcing the habit. It's reinforcing the problem. Um, Victor Frankl, um, to quote him, no. Okay. There's a stimulus. There's, there's the world around us. There's what's going on the world around us. That's the stimulus. We can't change circumstance. We can't change stimulus. We can't interrupt stimulus. We can't interrupt circumstance. I mean, we can, but we don't necessarily have the power. What we do have power over is our choices. What we do have power over is what we think. What we do have power over is even what we feel, because what we feel is often tied to what we think, which is often tied to a pain point. And the more that we ruminate, the more that we, you know, go after the trauma and, and re-traumatize ourselves thinking over and over and over and over again, the more this thing will build, the, the bigger our emotion will get. And the same thing happens with, you know, recovering after after Thanksgiving is that you, you feel what it feels like today to live in your body, to be in your body. Maybe you jumped on the scale and you're up a few pounds. Maybe you're up 10. I have no idea. But you feel the heaviness. You feel the water. You feel the retention. And I'll tell you, most of that weight gain is water. You probably, if if you went off the rails completely and and gained five or six pounds, I bet only one of that is actually fat. Um, and most of it is water. And your body trying to process the, the extra food and the processed food that you, that you ate. So that is the circumstance. That is the stimulus. It is our job to insert ourselves, to insert, to come up to the high tower, to come up in our thinking, to, to come to the Lord, to come to the Holy Spirit, to, to interrupt and insert ourselves between the stimulus, our circumstances around us, and our response to it. And really working through emotional eating is acknowledging a simulation, acknowledging what's going on, acknowledging the emotion that I'm feeling and choosing your response to it. Um, it's giving yourself the choice and acknowledging that you have a choice and knowing that you have a choice and bondage will always say, you don't have a choice because your only choice is to choose me. That's what bondage says. Um, and bondage also offers us counterfeit freedoms. It, it says, I don't even have anything. This thing right here is your answer. This is your answer to feeling better. This is your answer to losing weight. This is your answer to getting free. But if it isn't rooted on truth Um, if it's rooted in fear, if it's rooted in shame, if it's rooted in restriction, if it's not rooted in compassion, kindness, truth, it's going to be a counterfeit. It's not going to fulfill. And emotional eating is part of a counterfeit freedom because the idea is I'm feeling an emotion. I'm feeling something. I don't want to feel it. And I'm going to use food to numb it. But what's on the back end? What are we feeling on the back end? it is certainly not freedom. It's actually more bondage. So I have six or seven things. I have six things written down. Um, so go ahead and write those down. Number one, forgive yourself. Bringing yesterday, bringing the last four days, bringing your behavior into right now is not going to help you move forward. Shame says sit down and stay down and never come up higher, but that is not what we do. Lamentations 3.22 says his mercies are new every single morning. We do not need to bring in yesterday into today, period. You woke up today, you still have breath, you still have life, you still have purpose, and whatever your choices were before this minute, they don't matter because in every single opportunity, you have a choice to do the next right thing. You have a choice to choose better. Number two, recognize behaviors. Um, You can go ahead and go back and you can investigate, why did I do this? You can be introspective and replay the last four days without shame, without judgment, without kind of uh, going into self pity and without going into self harm, and just be an observer. Be an observer of what happened. Um, this person didn't come to Thanksgiving because she was worried about something and it set me off and it sent me into the fridge. Okay, well, let's deal with that emotion. Let's deal with that feeling. Let's deal with that narrative that's going on in your brain. So recognize your behaviors go back and investigate. Get curious. Curiosity is one of the best tools that you can begin to live your life with. Just ask why. Why am I doing this? Why do I feel this way? What is playing through my head? Why do I think that? Where did I get that from? It sounds very like, not meta, but it sounds very, I don't know, but being aware of who you are, being aware of your emotions, being aware of your thoughts, being aware of why you do the things that you do. Um, awareness is the first step to change. So being aware is, is what is necessary. So recognize your behaviors. Um, what I talked about in the last podcast was to create a boundary. For yourself. Now boundaries are not rules. They are not restriction. They are not all or nothing. It is not a place where we come into perfectionism. It is not a pass or fail. It is not on the wagon or off the wagon. A boundary is a boundary and it is to keep you safe. It is to keep you healthy. It is to keep you well. It is to keep you whole. Okay. So what is my boundary? My boundary is I eat when I'm hungry And I stop when I'm satisfied. If you've followed me in my coaching, if you've listened to podcasts, if you've, if you've been with me for a while, you know that I operate based on the hunger scale. It's zero to five and we live from emotional eating. We live from one to four. One is hungry. If I go another half an hour or hour without eating, I'm probably not going to be able to operate in self-control. I will probably overeat and push past my satiety. Which a 0 is empty. A 0 is I can't go anymore. So we start eating at a 1 to prevent that restriction mechanism from being popped in our brain. And we stop eating at a 4, which is satiety. 5 is fullness. 5 is oh I'm uncomfortable. I should have stopped, you know, five, six, seven, ten bites ago. go. Um, I, I overate. So we live between a one and a four. Um, and all of us will have different satiety cues. One of the ladies in my group coaching, she noticed that she sighed. Every time she felt satisfied with her meal, she sighed. <sighs> and that was her cue that she was done. So while she was eating, she would have to be aware of when that sigh came and then make the choice to push the plate away. Something else that happens um, that I've noticed with myself when I'm satisfied is I actually stop um, tasting my food because I'm, I'm done. I'm no longer enjoying it. I'm no longer like, this is amazing. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done eating. Um, it also, you know, feels feels different in my body from being hungry. So my boundary is personally that I start eating at a one. I stop eating when I'm satisfied, when I'm satiated. Yours could be, I eat three meals per day. It could be I eat three meals per day and a snack. It could be I don't eat after seven p.m. It could be wherever you struggle, you need to have a boundary. Um, when I was ever since I was four years old, when I started binging, I would binge between lunch and dinner every single day. And so I needed a boundary, really hard boundary, a really hard line for myself when I was getting free. And it was where I did not eat period between lunch and dinner. I didn't have a snack. It didn't matter if I was hungry. I didn't eat. That boundary, that line has certainly changed as I've gotten more free Um, but we know where we need help. We know what we need. I mean, second Peter one, three says that we have been given everything we need for life and godliness. We also have the Holy Spirit deposited in us who knows so much more than we know about ourselves. So, um, so creating a boundary for yourself and write it down. Another way to root this boundary is to bring it into a declaration, and a declaration that we use over here in Food Freedom, and this is all over the book, and this is all over the coaching, is that we do not do things that are not rooted in identity. So when we make a boundary, we are also making a declaration that this is who I am. Because making a boundary is often, this is what I do. But making a declaration is this is who I am and therefore this is what I do. So because I am a woman who operates in self-control, I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm satisfied. Did you notice the I am a woman who operates in self-control? That is who I am. That is making a declaration of who I am. It is also making a declaration of who I'm not. It's pushing away the, the mindset, it's pushing away the false identity. It's pushing away the counterfeit that I don't have any self-control. Because the truth is, is that being in Christ, having the fruits of the Spirit, we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Self-control is not optional. It's actually the basket that holds the rest of the fruits together. Because if I'm not in self-control, I'm not loving myself. If I'm not in self-control, I'm not loving you because I'm too focused on myself. I don't have any of the rest of the fruit if I don't have self-control, period. So when you create your boundary, put it into a declaration. This is who I am. This is what I do. And then from there, you can create an action plan. You can create a food plan. You can start writing out What you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can go to the store and and think forward about your snacks because your choices are rooted in who you are, not rooted in some fear that you don't have control or not rooted in some fear that you need to have a diet. Number four, this is the new information that I'm bringing today for post-holiday. Four, five, and six here. So number four, You need to restrict restriction, period. If you think that's here starting on Monday, four days after Thanksgiving, after the holiday season, and and your jeans are tight, and your dress isn't fitting, and, and you're wearing big clothes like I am, because you feel uncomfortable in your body, you might be told the lie from the world, from past lessons that the answer to this is to restrict. The answer, the fix for this is to starve. The fix for this is to fast. The fix for this is to just eat your lettuce and your chicken breast and hate yourself. That is not the answer. We need to restrict restriction. What will happen if you come off, I'm imagining you're extra hungry today. Maybe you're lethargic. Maybe you have brain fog. Maybe your fingers are puffy. Maybe you didn't sleep well. Maybe you have acid reflux. Um, Maybe all these different things are going into your body. The last thing that you should be doing is restricting. Now, I'm not talking about being a free-for-all. I'm talking about... Hey, Mitzi, good to see you. I'm talking about... um, you know, to be honest with you, I had to take all the garbage food that we got from Thanksgiving and I had to put it in the garbage can and I had to take my, my blue dove soap and I had to squirt it all over that. That's what I had to do because I am not a woman <laughs> who eats these foods and having them in my house, I would eat them because they're still a part of me that's party time. We're still on vacation, right? No. So instead of restricting, instead of fasting, instead of over-dieting, instead of um, waiting until you're absolutely starving, instead of starting something right now, um, focus on your boundary that is going to set you up for success, that is something that you're going to be able to practice day in and day out, week after week, week after week. Because think about this. If you put in a boundary right now, and you solidify that sucker with the declaration of who you are, and you create your action plan, and you work this out, this is freedom, period. You are not falling into counterfeits. You are not falling into anything. You have an identity-based boundary for your life. And I'm assuming the Holy Spirit's going to help you as well. You walk this out every day, except, except for, you know, 10% of the next five weeks, which I don't, I can't do math right now. Let's just say four days of the next five weeks. It's Christmas, it's Christmas Eve. Um, and you have a holiday party and a birthday party. All right. Let's say those four days, you don't follow this boundary. So the other four and a half weeks of the next five weeks that you follow this boundary from now until New Year's, guess what you're teaching yourself? You're teaching yourself self-control. You're you're learning again how to trust yourself. You're learning how to feed yourself correctly. You're learning how to get into your body. You're learning how to process your emotions. You're learning how to recognize, oh, I'm having a feeling. I'm not going to go eat. You are teaching yourself and you are already doing it. So think about doing this for the next five weeks, just committing to this one thing, committing to this one boundary, what your life will be like New Year's Eve, what you're going to feel like in your body, what you're going to feel like emotionally, and if you can finally be proud of yourself. Yes. By doing this one simple thing, look what I did for the last four and a half weeks. And taking those four days out, you're enjoying the birthday party, you're enjoying Christmas Eve, you're enjoying Christmas Day, you're eating probably whatever you want on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, like I'm doing, and you're not feeling restricted. I can tell you from personal experience, when you restrict, the binge is so much worse. Because we feel like we're missing out. We feel like we're getting held out. We feel like we can't be celebrated because we're fat or because we have to lose weight. That type of restriction, that type of mentality is evil. And when you finally do kind of cave in, the cave is so much worse. So you may as well eat the piece of pumpkin pie. You may as well eat the piece of apple pie. You may as well have the turkey and the stuffing and the gravy and enjoy your holiday while still knowing that tomorrow when you wake up, boom, boundary. This is recovery. This is learning to trust yourself. This is building um, a lifestyle that is compassionate, that is kind, and that is not based on fear or shame. So also focusing on nutrition simple carbohydrates, sugar, flour, all of these things, none of these things are going to satisfy. So something else that I teach in food freedom is creating your plates and creating your meals so that you are satisfied. Um, Making protein a priority you know, filling things in with a little bit of fat, having some complex carbohydrates, throwing a sweet potato on, making some delicious like squash potato, throwing on some broccoli, um, make cooking fun. It's Cooking is fun and it's a way of being creative. Um, it's something you can do in your marriage, something you can do with your kids. But focusing on nutrition, not necessarily calorie count, not necessarily... Um, being able to put food in a good or bad category, because the truth is, is that food is completely neutral. It has nothing to say about you. It has nothing to say about you. Food is circumstantial, but it is how we interpret it. It is actually our relationship that we have with it. When we should not have a relationship with something that is neutral because it cannot love you back. Period. Period. So, putting something in a good or bad category, and then also putting yourself in a good or bad category based on eating it, is false identity. And it's rooted in fear and it's rooted in shame. And we don't do that anymore. But focusing on nutrition, I'm a person that refined sugar gives me migraines, gluten makes me smell terrible. My husband can attest. Um, dairy, I get really, really, really bloated from that. So when I cook gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, it isn't because I'm losing weight. It isn't because I'm trying to lose weight. It's because I've recognized that these things make my body feel terrible and, and they become obstacles for me living my life fully. It has nothing to do with good or bad, with fad diets, with restriction, with anything like that. If you focus on nutrition, here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. Your body is smart and it will tell you what it needs. And when we are not used to listening to our bodies, those lines will get mixed. How about always craving chocolate, always craving chocolate, always craving chocolate? Do you know the first thing that your body's going to throw out and you think you're craving chocolate is actually you're craving magnesium? I need magnesium and we will register it as I need chocolate. Now you could eat chocolate with magnesium in it. I don't know. But when you hear a craving come up from your body, which is smart, telling you what to eat and you feed it something that isn't what it's sending the, the calling for, sending the craving for, and that nutrient that it is requiring for you to feed it isn't received, it's going to call for it again. So if I need magnesium and I don't eat spinach or avocado or fish or whatever else magnesium is and I'm not supplementing with magnesium and I'm just eating chocolate because that's the mixed signal that I'm getting, I'm just going to eat more chocolate and then I'm going to eat more sugar and then I'm going to eat salty things because I ate too much sugar. And do you see we're just kind of not recognizing what our bodies need, not being in our bodies and recognizing them, telling us what we need, can throw us into overeating, binge eating, emotional eating. But if we focus on nutrition, if you flood your body with nutrition, then you probably won't have the signal sending out to you, hey, I need magnesium. Hey, I'm low out omegas. Hey, I need some sodium. Hey, I need some vitamin A. Hey, I need some vitamin C. If you are doing it proactively, eating fruits, eating vegetables, supplementing. Guys, if you saw my supplements, it would be insane. And the the biggest thing that I've noticed when I'm supplementing well is that I don't crave anything because my body is getting what it needs. So make your focus nutrition and nothing else because food is fuel It cannot love you back. It is completely neutral, but your body will come up and it will respond to what you feed it. And then it is your job to focus on that response and adjust accordingly. And the last thing, you need to have a plan for next time. So here we are. Let's just say, let's be accountable to each other. I don't know how many days away New Year's is. Let's just say that it's five, five weeks away. I know for five of those days, I have birthday parties, small group parties, uh, Christmas with my family, Christmas with the other. All these things are happening, right? I'm going to have a plan for those days. Um, Christmas Eve, I'm going to eat whatever I want. That's my plan. Christmas Day, I'm going to feel terrible. (laughs) And I know I'm going to be drinking a lot of water. I'm not going to have birthday cake. Cause birthday cake is gross to me. Um, and I'm just going to eat an, like a normal person at the rest of the holiday parties, a normal person, how I normally eat. And all of the other days, the other four and a half weeks worth of days, um, I am, I'm holding to my declaration that, and even on those days where I'm kind of eating more than being satisfied. I'm still a woman who lives in self-control, who only eats when she's hungry and stops when she's satisfied. And sometimes that satisfied thing isn't just physical, you know, sitting at the Thanksgiving table with family that I love, um, having just whatever conversations because we, because we were finally together, having pie and with whipped cream and, and, Part of that being satisfied for me was enjoying the food and enjoying the family. And that is what was satisfactory. Even if you totally take food off of the table, still getting together with people, still celebrating, still being thankful, still remembering why Christmas is Christmas, um, we can still be satisfied. So we just kind of walk that touch and we walk this line. So that is all I have for you today. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'm getting everything together. I'm still, I'm still editing. The book cover's finally done. It's going to be Kindle, paperback, working on a hardback, should be out soon. Um, I'm still going to be doing, you know, podcasts and stuff when I feel led to, I don't record when I don't feel led to. So, um, yeah. So I hope everyone is doing well. I hope this helped you. Um, and just keep moving forward. All right. Make it a great day.